Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. Bonus feature, what have I changed my mind on? And again, I'm doing this in conjunction with my book, Feasting and Fasting, What Works, What Doesn't, and Why, that was written in 2018, but here I am recording in 2024. And what have I changed my mind on? I noted some things that I think are important for all of us and to figure out what's going on, because it can get confusing. You, um, you look at, uh, the, you know, you listen to this, this podcast and you hear, you know, whole foods, plant-based meat and dairy are bad. You listen to this podcast and it's, you know, meat and dairy and high protein content is the key. Muscle mass is the key. You got to have lots of protein through dairy and fish and even the carnivore, you know, folks. Uh, as well. And then you have people caught in the middle and then, you know, juice fasting. Well, juice isn't really good. It's, 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 it's what happens is we be- become polarized with a lot of information and we get discouraged and we just give up. And you're not going to see results as quickly as you would like in most cases. Okay. Uh, unless you're water fasting or something. And even that, you know, you, you gain some weight back, but it's not about weight. I'm, I'm trying to make sure it's about spiritual. Success, you know, succeeding spiritually and having that right relationship with God. However, we cannot ignore the major significant impact our body plays on productivity. So I want to share some things I've changed my mind on in the last six years, uh, personal experience as well as studies. Could you, you can look at data points. You can look at uh, studies. You can look at uh, this group. Uh, that they studied for 20 years and this outcome. And, but you have to also look at, you know, who pays for the studies, what type of lobbyists are at work. And so I'm going to try to give you some good information where you can start. There's a key illustration I want to give you. It's going to really help. So let's do this real quick. Okay. This is going to help. I think a lot of people. Here's what's happening. And we want to weigh everything on the same scale. And what's happening is you have to weigh things out. Because I follow, like many of you, if you're into nutrition, you know, Peter Tia, Thomas DeLauer, uh, the doctors he has on his show. Uh, there's one, I can't remember her name, she, black hair, probably 40, very muscular. She's on his program a lot, very knowledgeable on muscle density and health and longevity. And then, of course, Dr. Huberman that is just skyrocketed with his podcast from Stanford on uh, studying the brain. And then you've got Ben Greenfield and his podcast and Gary Brecka and um, Daniel Pompa. And, and, and so, you know, you, you, you watch these guys and you want to do what they do and, and uh, which is good to some degree, but here's what happens. So I don't look like them and neither do most people, you know, I'm, I'm 200 and right now recording this 215 pounds at 6'2". So, you know, I'd have to lose 40 pounds probably. Again, it's not about looking like anyone. I really want to make that clear. But the leaner you are, actually, the more healthy you can be in many cases, most cases. Of course, there's exceptions to that. So what happens is you've got to take things into consideration. What is your age? 
you know, what are you trying to accomplish? You know, what, what is your goals? Uh, do you have any pre-existing issues, diabetes and health related illnesses? And, you know, the list is, is endless. And, and so you have to, you have to weigh things on this scale. What, what's going to work best for you? And then you start adding, you know, uh, more about your lifestyle. Do you have any kids at home? Do you have, any health conditions that might prevent you, you know, you've got to weigh things on the scale and see what balances out. So I want to get back to the where I have changed my mind on. And again, weigh it on the scale. You might, you might, what I do is I try to try out different things. For example, I went full plant-based, you know, a while back and I think I felt better, obviously joint pain and inflammation, but I did, you know, I, I was gaining weight too because of just nuts, high density nuts. And of course, and the avocados and just eating too much. So that's going to play a role as well. Protein intake possibly has changed. You know, I, when I wrote the book, feasting and fasting. I quoted Joel Furman, which I still like Joel's work and mentioned, you know, a, a lower protein, probably 15% of your diet. Now, as I get older and realizing the importance of muscle mass, which I already knew, but it makes even more sense as you get older. I'm thinking of, you know, I've been increasing that even more. And of course, there's one, you know, one gram per kilogram, 0.08 per kilogram. What's the recommended daily allowance? I just think increasing your protein and not getting too caught up in the numbers, even though it's important to know the numbers because, you know, one gram per body weight. So I'd be eating 200, say, let's just say 200 grams of protein. That's quite a bit. So, you know, chicken breast, 30 grams, protein shake, 30, 25 grams. And, you know, you can add it up, but that's, that's quite a bit of protein, but increasing protein intake as well as possibly a little bit more meat and dairy that's clean. However, again, if I brought the scale out, you know, balancing things on the scale, there's a lot of research about the inflammatory effects of meat and dairy. And uh, these different acids in the meat that can really spark inflammation. And so that's why it's difficult. Like I'm even sometimes confused. Like what, what is, what's the best plan? So the best thing is to go to God and just look to his word and just ask him prayer. And if you can just remove junk and just eat God-given types of food, you'll be doing a lot better. And you have to look at creation, not evolution. I was just listening to Dr. Mark Hyman this morning on his, you know, he's he's totally against dairy. And you have other people who are totally support. You know, you got Dr. Axe, Dr. Jockers. It's like, man, so if you focus on God-given food in moderation, that will really help as well. And Dr. Hyman this morning talked about, you know, evolution, you know, we're not supposed to eat, drink milk because of evolution, but you look in the Bible and they did, they had goat's milk, they had dairy, they made cheese and things like that. So, however, it was very clean as well. The people, and I think this has a lot, a lot to do with it, the more active they are, the more calories they're burning, the more energy expenditure, the blood is pumping, cleaner arteries. So that was the whole point of this. What, what, what's your goals? What can you do? What can you not do? Type 2 diabetes, uh, if somebody, let's say, is prone to cancer or they have, you know, maybe stage 1 or stage 2 cancer, personally, would they be better? Personally, I would advise them to back off of meat and dairy because something called IGF-1, insulin-like growth factor 1, is increased with, with higher protein content. Muscle, of course, is good. We want muscle, but this IGF-1, it's good for growing healthy cells, but it will also grow cancer cells as well. So, you know, and Dr. Esselstyn, Alan Goldhammer, plant-based movie that came out, Arnold Schwarzenegger did a thing on it. They've got some great points. And they, as cardiologists, he has, he has seen the, the scans of an artery 
that was not looking good and, and blocked and not very healthy. And he got the, the many, many clients on plant-based whole foods and that artery cleaned up and, and their health issues went away. So there's a lot of research for that too. And that's why I try to handle this topic gingerly and don't really encourage a lot of meat and dairy, depending on your goals. If you're overweight, diabetes, but then people say, well, no, but they need more protein for muscle building. And, and that's true. And so that's why you see that that's why the whole dilemma is there. And it's confusing. Even if, if I get confused, I know many of you get confused. But again, if you can focus on plant-based as your primary energy source, maybe if you have some meat and dairy in there, make sure it's clean. God-given food, of course, eliminating sugar, processed foods, bread. That's where a lot of the harmful effects of things are coming from. I think from my book, what I would have probably had that bonus chapter and included a section on why more protein intake might be good for many of us. And again, it depends because you're, when you, when you put out a book or a podcast, I mean, how many people are going to see it? Tens of thousands? How many people might, something else might work better for them? Also, if you're not very active, you will possibly activate IGF-1 more, uh, insulin-like growth factor more. And you got to be careful with that because you've got to be active. And the reason you activate it more is because you're not using the protein for that muscle repair and muscle building. And even now, as I'm recording this, I can't remember the name of it. Ozomectin, Oprah is talking about it. It's a, it's a new, new craze right now. And um, you've got to be careful with that because, you know, it, it, when you go off of these things, your body, and if you're not real careful, the body's going to put on more weight. And because now you're your, 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 what you were doing to suppress appetite or increase growth hormone is gone. And now maybe whatever you're taking to speed up your metabolic rate is now gone. And you know, it's, you're going to put weight on a lot quicker. So you have to be strategic. And that drug, I believe is a glucagon like peptide. Okay. Remember insulin like growth factor. This is a glucagon like peptide. What it does is it stimulates glucagon. Glucagon is opposite of insulin. So insulin is the fat storage hormone. Glucagon is actually helps with fat reduction and speeding up your metabolic rate. It has to do with things happening in your liver as well. So they're taking this, getting the benefits of a higher glucagon content in their blood and, and being released and less insulin. So it's good for, I guess, type 2 diabetes. I haven't studied that one much. I just, I, you know, I know a pretty decent amount about peptides and things like that. So I'm pretty sure that's what it does. But again, when you go off, you know, what's the plan long term? Are there side effects? You know, and then guy, a lot of guys are taking tesamorelin or, or ipamorelin, uh, these, their, their, their growth hormone, uh, increasers. And I, I'd say that would probably be a better, safer way than a testosterone replacement where you're putting synthetic, synthetic tests. But so I would probably have, have encouraged people, certain people to increase their protein intake, uh, for sure. And maybe incorporate a little bit more meat and dairy. If you can get grass fed, grass finished, and if you can get some clean dairy, you know, organic, of course, is better. Raw is ideal, of course, uh, then that might be a good way to go. And a lot of studies on animals. Oh, I'm sorry. A lot of the studies on protein and carbohydrate, a lot of the studies are on animals in a, in a controlled environment. And then they pull these numbers out. So I don't know exactly what's happening. I just know that when people eat good God-given food, they feel better. They look better. Uh, in many cases, you know, a higher protein intake and, 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 um, and weight resistance training is very good. And a lot of the guys who are plant-based, you can tell they lack the muscularity of that. However, muscle is not the only factor when it comes to longevity. I just watched, I think two days ago, it was a 99-year-old vegan. And boy, he, his energy, his, 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 his speech, his uh, just, 
It was incredible at 99. I couldn't believe it. And so he's a lifelong vegan for many, I think it was like 25 or 30 years or so. And so there's, there's positive to that. I, I just think God given food. I mean, God created us initially to just eat plants. That's initially what happened. And then after the fall, the flood, God gave us the ability to eat meat as well. And, uh, as we know, as we get older, protein and muscle mass are important. So again, when my podcast goes out, a 30 year old might hear it and they're still, they're still in their, you know, peak testosterone, their muscle building. Uh, and also God knows what's going on inside. I think genetics do play a role. Epigenetics is a study of genetics, gene expression. And those definitely play a role in health and wellness. And so God knows I would take it to him in prayer. What works best for you? Not everyone can give out, give up like meat and dairy. You know, I've, I've got kids at home, cook some clean meat, clean dairy from time to time, but I will take a season of just going plant-based for sure. And I think it's good to mix things up a little bit. Dr. Daniel Pompa has some great videos on changing up your diet helps to regulate hormones and kind of throws the body off a little bit. So it's not used to a certain caloric intake. A macronutrient exact, you know, not exactly, but you know, it's good to switch things around. Breakfast can be good for some of us. Changing my mind on break fast breakfast. I would lean towards that. You know, when you get up in the morning, if you can go uh, and work out in a fasted state and you can go quite a while without eating, I think that is good too. That's got some benefits and, and people do well on that. However, and one of the things that changed for me is I noticed I couldn't have like green tea or in, in the morning on an empty stomach. I felt fluish. I felt sick. It has to do with phytochemicals and the different makeup of the green tea. And it has L-theanine in it. And that helps keep you calm versus coffee kind of amps you up. But I, I had to eat a little bit of, of something, you know, but also for many of us, and, and I'm this type of person, it's good to get my calories in, in the morning and even in the afternoon, you know, one, two, three, technically I would do well if my last meal was two, three o'clock. That's it. And then there's benefits to that because some people have a heavy meal, like Sinclair, lots of great information. Uh, he's plant-based, longevity. Uh, Brian Johnson, who is reversing his age. He's only spent about two million a year to reverse his age, but all these guys, I wish they, I wish they knew God because what's the point of longevity if you don't know your creator, you know? So. Sinclair will eat his a big meal at night. I think Sisson does this too, the founder of Primal Kitchen, Mark Sisson's. And he's more, he's definitely more uh, meat and, and vegetables. But uh, so Sinclair eats his meal at night. And his thought is the more time in the morning that I have to stay in that fasted state. That's why it's called breakfast, break fast. And so he likes to just go, it works well for him. Look at, I mean, his numbers are great. The blood panel is great. He looks great. For someone like me who has a tendency to go to bed earlier than most people. And also as the day goes on, I get hungrier sometimes. I want that chocolate, that late night snack. And now my insulin is high. The sugar's high. It's just a fight for me sometimes in the morning. Also, there are studies showing uh, that breakfast can be good for some. And here's why I, I believe insulin sensitivity is higher in the evening, like for me. In the morning, if I breakfast, maybe a Ezekiel, I know many of you are wanting to know, I'd have an Ezekiel muffin, uh, Ezekiel bread, Ezekiel muffin, maybe some MCT oil on it and an, and an egg or two. You know, that would be it. Or just the Ezekiel muffin. And so because my insulin sensitivity, meaning my body's going to respond better to food in the morning versus food at night, the food in the morning is going to have a tendency to be utilized and used. And the food at night is going to be more utilized for fat storage, insulin sensitivity, meaning it's more, ins it's more sensitive to, to an insulin, higher insulin re release, which leads to a higher fat storage in the evening. And I tend to eat more at night. So for me, breakfast changed from six years ago. You know, breakfast is good for me. 
But there are times, no, I didn't do it this morning. Like sometimes I will try to not eat breakfast, just fasted state. And that, that feels really good too. And it is, I think a lot of it has to do with total caloric intake. You know, if you, you, you are taking, and that's another thing I would change probably. And I, I think I did change it in the book, but years ago, you know, you calories in, calories out. And the reason that is tough is because, you know, you could be on low calories. And if your, if your metabolism is messed up, you've been fasting a lot. Peter Atia talked to this, talked about this, how much muscle mass he lost when he was fasting all the time. And then the calorie deficit, it's always about calories and your hormones are messed up. Your metabolism is messed up. It's good to increase those calories and, and, and figure out and, and get those things fixed. However, I still believe, I just talked to Ben Greenfield about this a couple of weeks ago, is bottom line is if you're consuming more energy than you're burning, regardless of what your biohacking is, you're going to store it. <laughs> There's no way around that. So most people will tell you, trainers and things like drop your calories, five, 600 calories a day than what you're used to over a period of time. And that deficit will definitely lead to weight loss. Why do bodybuilders uh, in competition do that? Well, they know they're getting shredded in time for the, the competition. So that was another thing. I think the final thing that I noted is less cardio and more strength training. I was brought up with cardio, 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 you know, more fat loss. Um, and there's just, you know, I think cardio is great because God designed us to move. Again, you have to look at how we were designed. We were designed to move, but we were also designed to pick up things and load things. You know, that's why they call them skinny fat because you can go on, you know, 45 minutes of cardio every day and five days a week. Your body's kind of flabby. You're not real muscular. The reason is muscle can be converted to fuel in a process called gluconeogenesis. And it gets real technical, like on you know, your, your, your heartbeat during cardio versus high intensity training, interval, higher interval training. But you look at, you know, marathon runners versus those in sprinting. You know, the sprinters big and muscular, uh, because it, it, their powerhouses, their muscle is retained. Whereas long distance running, you know, more cardio, you're going to burn more muscle. There's just no way around it. And you look at, uh, what are those, those fit games? Those guys are, you know, they're all in competition. The girls, all of them are not a skinny fat. They are very muscular because of short bursts of energy. And I guarantee they're burning a lot of calories during that swimming and biking and lifting. The body's responding well because of that muscle. So I have altered my own program to where I do cardio. Some days I'll do more cardio, but maybe 20 minutes instead of 45. And maybe some days no cardio, but more high intensity interval training. As I get older, it's not like it used to be you know, but you do chest and arms or back and, and just wanting to build, uh, keep that muscle, at least retain it. And then more, more stretching. That would be another thing I would add and, and really change. But again, it's as you get older, I didn't really need this in my thirties. I thought, of course, but in stretching and allowing the body to, to move and become more flexible. So important as you get older. So anyway, I'm hoping this, uh, bonus, uh, feature helps on. Areas where I would have changed my mind and definitely would have made some changes in the book, uh, six hour, six years later. Um, but it's good. It's good to do that and reflect sometimes as you get older, as you try different things, you're going to see your body responds well to some things and not too well for others. And that's why people, I think, need to take it to prayer. They need to ask God. They need to read the word. Okay. What does the Bible say? But you, you cannot go wrong eating God given, clean, healthy food. Not highly processed, not lots of ingredients, not lots of sugar and caffeine and alcohol and bread and pasta. And I mean, unless, of course, you know, you're running a marathon or something. But again, it depends on, remember the scale? 
don't have me bring this out again, depends on, you know, your needs and what you're trying to accomplish. And, you know, my type of program is going to be a lot different than someone else. Like I'm going to, for example, some of the guys I just mentioned, you know, Ben Greenfield or Gary Brecka, my workout is a lot different. I still have five kids at home too. So, you know, it, I'm going to be, I'm going to put spiritual matters first. I want to be a good husband, father first. And then the fitness flows from that. It's not, it's not the goal. It's not the God. It is the, uh, the foundation. God's the foundation and then bring in health and fitness. And I don't know. I mean, I did a lot of damage to my body over the years when I was younger. And so I don't know, you know, what the future holds, but I praise God that I know who holds the future. So anyway, hope this helps. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Thank you for listening to us today and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidleman.com. Again, that's shaneidleman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.